0: Minus flat on the canvas. Yeah. We are ready to rock and roll. Second round of action. There is a oh, cut yeah. on minus. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Jesus. Martial
2: arts, yeah. <laughs> chat. My man B Hop got knocked, uh, dropped out the ring last night.
3: <laughs> 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 I need a little judo, baby. I need me a little judo, baby, and uh, let's,
2: let's do it, Rhonda. Let's see what they do. That she <laughs> 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 got a face for video.
1: Got face for video. Martial arts, chat
4: martial arts
1: chat and welcome to the martial arts chat podcast on this episode we're looking ahead to glamour's 35 it takes place at the crown plaza in belfast on saturday the 8th of june we're speaking martial with the players from that chat. card including sean divine Yusuf jafar matthew frail and Carol Gallica before we get into the chat just a quick shout out to our sponsors A1 Fight Gear A1 Fight Gear use the latest cutting edge boxing gloves for professional and amateur fighters gym enthusiasts and kickboxers so local and national gyms in the UK do yourselves a favour check out A1FightGear.com if you want to get into shape get back into shape or just keep trimming the fat off go to bscale.co.uk. use the coupon code MARTIALARTSCHAT and if you do that you'll save 15% off your purchases they've got all sorts man color slider Straps, barbell pads, all different strength and conditioning programs suit your needs at all different levels. Finally, we're also sponsored by World of Martial Arts Television. Woma.tv produces, finds, acquires, commissions, and presents all you ever wanted to know about martial arts. Discover techniques, exercises, and forms from your favorite martial arts. Explore martial art philosophies, health, culture and spirituality. Well, welcome to our last Chat Podcast. On the episode, we're continuing with the coverage and build. It's Clam Wars 35, takes place Saturday the 8th of June, and I'm pleased to say we're joined at this time by Bantamweight fighter himself, Yusuf Jafar. Yusuf, how are you doing, sir?
3: Not too bad John, how are you mate? Doing good
1: man, actually I'm not doing good, I keep telling people I'm doing good, I've got a torn meniscus, I've got sciatica, I'm off the mats and I'm getting fat, so I'm a grumpy old prick
3: mate, if I'm (laughs) honest with you, but I tell people I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from all that, you're grand. (laughs) that, I'm great mate, but you're doing all right
1: yourself, we're chatting a wee bit there next gen, you're getting the rounds in, guys like McKee and Philpott, under Rodney Moore as well, right?
3: Yeah, Rodney Moore's class like
1: what's a, what's a typical day on the on the mats for Rodney and that crew
3: oh it's just rounds after rounds just drilling and working techniques and just building building confidence on the on the mats too like and everybody working with each other you know pushing each other on you know it's it's great great atmosphere and the coaching's class so yeah it's bit, since I moved down there like it's been it's been really good I have man. no complaints.
1: Oh, you've I mean top. you've got top boys here, yeah, like we said, down football, Reese McKee, and you're getting around and improving. Tell us a wee bit about your journey, though, no, man. How did how did you get involved in this this crazy thing we call MMA? Uh,
3: uh, well, I started off in kickboxing uh, about six six and a half years ago. Done it for two year two and a half years, and then I was like, uh, I just wanted to do. MMA because in kickboxing I was always fighting guys way taller than me. I used to be a bit heavier, so, Aye. and I just hated the fact that I had to kick above the waist. And I was, I don't know, I just loved the, the idea of MMA and being able to wrestle. You know, if it was ah. in tight, you know, so and I, I thought it suited my style as well, my body type as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just then I took the notion to go down to EFR. Davey Patterson, uh, trained, trained and fought out of there for two years, two and a half years, and then, uh, yeah, that relationship sort of broke down. So, um, moved to the next gen, and Rodney's been amazing, like support and you know welcome all the lads down the gym, just welcomed me, you know, no problems, you know, it was sweet. So. And I knew a few of them, you know, before mm-hmm. I joined. So it was sort of, it was really good. It was good that way, you know.
1: Aye. I always say, always hear good things about Rodney, you not know, just in the training, but like is he's there, is there in your ear or are, like good for you mentally. I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at. Do you, do you feel the same?
3: Yeah, 100%. Like if you text him, like he's straight texting you back, you know, Aye. if you have any, pro- any worries or problems, you know, or just anything, you know you'll always get that message back or if you call me he will answer you know aye. just things that like out there that some some coaches in the past for me just haven't haven't really been on that level mm-hmm. you know in terms of that way so aye. yeah it's really good just having that in your in your corner you know absolutely man As, it goes a long way doesn't it i definitely and i think for me like mentally it helps so much you know so it was definitely the right move, I think. Good
1: for you, lad. And I got a chance to see those people were laughing there just before the show. Uh, headhunters, I was seated there to see my man Bungie fight. Um, but it was yourself and Keir Harvey. It was thrown down. That was um, was that was that your uh, was that your first fight then? But back in the day for Keir yeah, it
3: against Keir Harvey. That was first fight in championships, and that was I. That was my second fight. No way, man. So it was. Yeah, it was. That was for the, FFC, uh, belt. And I came away with the win. I was happy with my performance, you know, because I think Keir had been around for a while, Or he had ha- he had had a good few fights. So it was a good win for me. But um, yeah, it was it was co- when Care's dead on, lad. You know, aye,
1: oh, no, he's a good man. Sweet. He's he's just made the jump, I to pro as well now. Um,
3: aye, it's, he's I, doing I, his I thing. seen that. he's doing well. So fair play to him. He's works hard.
1: Good for you though, getting getting a job done there. I think were you not meant to do a, a fight with Kieran Reid or something last year as well? I was chatting to Kieran, then and things went south or something.
3: Kieran Reid. I'm not sure. No, but I thought I thought maybe
1: it was yourself. I'm sure it was yourself. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. But there's obviously we we're talking about a wee gap from from your fight coming up now to your last contest. Um, just clue me and clue the listeners up, man. How have uh, times away from the cage been treating you?
3: Um. Away away from the kids, it's been tough, you know, like it's been tough mentally, just not, just depression and sort of stuff like that there just get, gets, gets tea and I don't know, it took a while for me to get out of that sort of bad, the, them bad habits are just not caring about anything, you know, and stuff like that there, but took a while, but I'm... Um, I'm out the other side, other other side, you know, and I'm training flat out, you know, doing well, looking after myself, and uh, recently joined up, uh, teamed up with D D Walsh from Belfast here uh, with my boxing, and he's been unreal, you know, and he's a really good person, so it's it's good to have people like that in your team, you know, that understand. Uh, the mental side of things mm-hmm. for sure, as well as being top coaches so yeah improving
1: I'm I'd like nice to hear you open up about um you sound very honest mate about depression and stuff was a was a one single thing that, that sort
3: of started this was, off for you or? it was more it's just a there's multiple multiple things that sort of just together just made it it just all sort of hit me, and then, yeah, it took a while to get to get my head around it, and sort of, I, I I'll be honest, I did fall, fall out of love for the sport after, mm-hmm. after like having to sort of leaving my EFR, you know, it was just and like the relationship breaking down with my coach and or with with my coach, and I sort of, I don't know, just. It just really got to me, and then I did get get down, depressed, and stuff like that. There, then when I joined uh, Rodney, I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, it was good and all, and like I thought it was getting back, and I was sort of. I think I just, I just rushed it, and I didn't really take the time to assess this the whole situation in my head, and it mm-hmm. uh, took too much on, and yeah just took like eight months off you know trying to rebuild Mm
1: -hmm. it's good it's good that um, it sounds like you're coming out of this uh, better than when you when you went in and that can only be a positive I guess right
3: yeah definitely like uh, I understand now like I I just like I know myself like I put a lot of pressure on myself you know to Mm -hmm. not only to, to win but to perform like if I like I always want to perform, even in training. You know,
1: right.
3: I want to have, you know, really good sessions. And know that isn't possible and stuff. But, you know, to always be on a hundred percent. But um, yeah, I'm dealing with those uh, the the days that I'm maybe like I struggled a wee bit. You know, I, I'm dealing with them a lot better now, and I'm not I'm not letting it get to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, sort of just. I think a lot of it's just trial and error, you know, just you know, especially mentally. Mm -hmm. Like try not to let things build up and, you know, do have people around you that you can open up with and talk to, like it it's helped me leaps and bounds. Oh, that's good to
1: hear, mate. That's really good to hear. Let's look a wee bit ahead then for for clan wards and I'm not going to attempt this guy's last name. I'll just call him Camille, right? It's Camille for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, seventh army fight. Um, you were talking there about you know your journey and 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 your philosophies and your belief and your guys around about you. When I talk to guys in the amateur scene, a lot of it's just exactly that. They don't they don't really look at their opponents much, or they don't buy much stock into it. Where where, yeah. do, you, where do you sit on all of this, mate? Do you do you watch your opponents, or you just focus on you?
3: I do, I I focus on myself, obviously, in my own game, like, and, like, I do do watch my opponent just to, to sort of see what they half expect, you know?
1: Yeah, of course.
3: And then, like, obviously, I'm just working on my game, like, Ronnie says, like, it doesn't matter uh, what he does, you know, like, if you tell a mechanic, you know, all your car's broken. He's not going to bring two tools with him and then try and fix the car. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: he'll, he'll bring the whole toolbox. Yes. You know, so that's sort of exactly what I'm trying to do in training. Like, you know, I'm, I'm working on my striker. I'm working on my wrestling. I'm working on my, my down defense, everything. My submission game just... Because at this point, like, I just... I need to improve. Like, I want to improve my whole game. Like... Mm-hmm. There's no point in trying to improve one way part, you know, because I am still amateur. So, yeah. and sort of to make that jump to the pro level. I want, I need to, I want to improve my whole game. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know exactly. I mean, learning it's, it's learning it's how much you want to improve, evolving. I guess that's the name of the game at the moment, isn't it? It's you know, yeah. you you've got tools there you want to sharpen and you want to. I imagine you want to add to your toolbox as well. For want of a better phrase.
3: Exactly, hundred percent. Like the whole every, like even that third time that I took out. Like whenever I came back, like the boys in the gym, like that improved so much. You know, so like the the game's always evolving, so you have to improve. You can't. You well, it's hard to improve all the time, but that's what the aim. Exactly, man.
1: This game moves so fast in it, and um, just to keep up, sometimes is, is an evolution in itself, man. Especially yeah. MMA. MMA is just like it's such a new sport, man. People forget that it's only you know whatever twenty odd years old, thirty years maybe, but that's brand new in terms of everything else, right?
3: Yeah, that definitely changing all the time.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I hate asking fighters this next question, but I guess I'm asking it now. Um, after Cam- hey, hey. after Camille, right? Let's say you get the W. What's the plans for the rest of the year? What What are you looking to get out of 2019, my friend?
3: Um, I'm not really sure. I suppose that's sort of well. What I'm looking, I want to sort of be, you know, making a pro debut at some point. Maybe by the end of the year or the start of next. You know, that's my my goal. And uh, maybe another couple of amateur fights before that. Mm -hmm. And we'll see. We'll see. Good for you, man.
1: I'm looking uh, forward to watching it, though, for sure, man. I'm looking forward to seeing your journey. But pro 2019, is it really just on the back of how how you perform and then the fights and the lead up? I guess, right? I
3: suppose. Well, I don't like to say it's all. It's, it's based on my my wins or losses, like because at the end of the day, I know what, what I'm capable of. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that there's more for experience, just getting in there and. You know, I haven't been in the cage in over like nearly a year and a half, so it's just sorta getting blowing the cobwebs off. Yeah, yeah. I suppose suppose. and getting back into the mix. I'm putting my name out there, like. Aye, right, quite right, man. Again.
1: You're, you're putting your name out in our podcast, and it's a pleasure to have your time on the show today. Before I let you go, Yusuf, I just want to offer you the floor. If you want to shout out any sponsors, associates, family, friends, who mentioned Rodney Morair, anyone you like, anyone you acknowledge, uh, head of Clam Wars, it's, it's all yours, buddy.
3: Cheers. Uh, pretty much, like, everyone that knows, knows me, knows, like, that's been helped me, knows how much I appreciate them all, like, and all my training partners, like, Reese, Mark, Andrew, Michael, Quinn, Dylan, Douglas, George, Courtney, all the boys. Even Phil Pot, like he's over in uh, Australia at the minute, but he's been messaging me back and forth and stuff. Even you know Norman Park and all, but just all the lads down in Next Gen and obviously big D Walsh down Glean Boxing Club here. He's he's been sweet, like and yeah, just everyone that helps me out and. The Master from Dungan gives me free haircuts every week, keeping me looking <laughs> sharp. Coming up to the fight like so nice one. big shout out to him. Uh yeah, okay, no, everyone like I've thanked them all and they all know who they are. And especially my family, obviously. Aye. You know, my mum and dad and brothers, like they do so much. So for your life. Yeah. Yusuf Jafar. Thank you so much.
1: Day. Oh, It's been awesome, man. And, and and please come on anytime you want. Um, we we'll love hearing stories and guys like yourselves open up. It's always positive to hear. You brought a positive yeah. chat today, and I want to thank you for that, my friend.
3: No worries, man. Thank you. you take have care. a nice day. Enjoy your training session. Enjoy yourself.
1: Cheers, my man. Bye bye.
5: Hello, my name's Chris Allen, and this is Martial Arts Chat Podcast. Today, I have another Clan Warriors 35 fighter on the show by a man of Matthew Friel. How you doing buddy? Okay.
4: Doing great, Chris.
5: No, nice really really, oh, we really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, so we've had a teammate of yours on already, Mr. Sean Devine. It was great chatting to him and um now really looking forward to talking to yourself. So you two um you two teammates. Yeah, we
4: we both went to school together. Like that I the reason I started MMA was because Sean was doing it and he uh, he actually
5: put me in contact with the coach that I'm you know still under. And that's how I started. So did you two um, did you go to school together or something like that, yeah. like know each other from young kids? Yeah, no, we knew each other from
4: secondary
5: school. Oh, blimey. So yeah, a bit of history there between you two. So were you a footballer like he was as well, originally? Oh,
4: uh, no. no I... We were just in school together, like he was in my class, like, and I
5: wasn't much of an athlete back in school. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. No, some some people don't start the sport till later on, but um, as I said, you're starting at a young age, and I keep repeating myself when I say this, but... You're the new breed of people coming through. You're learning MMA as a whole. And I've said it yeah. many times before. You're learning it as a whole. You're not learning an individual, um, an yeah, individual discipline. So um, how did it all start? So you said Sean got you into it. But how, what, what made you think, you know what, I want to do combat sports or some sort of like um, jiu-jitsu or something like that. What got in, What put in your mind that you wanted to do that sort of thing? Um, well, it was just before my a levels were about to start. I was really
4: stressed, and I knew I needed to do something, some sort of like physical activity to get a
5: release. Stress relief, go beat someone up, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: pretty much. So uh, I, I started with kickboxing, and I did that for about six months. And then, basically, what Sean said to me was like, uh, "Yeah, don't do that kickboxing shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> go, come start MMA with me," and, uh, and then that's that's where it all started.
5: So um, you train at um oh, is it combat BJJ? Am I remembering that right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. And um, your is the coach Kieran? I forget his surname now. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, have uh, you have you been doing it just as long as Sean has? Sort of did Sean join then you joined shortly after? So Sean's probably been doing it like probably about six months longer than me, and then I okay. started in February three years ago. And how many fights you got your name so far? Because I've I've checked this out obviously, but for people who don't know you, like so, let's have a quick backtrack. So, what how have what have you done up into your career now? So, your five fights in, yeah. Yeah,
4: five fights. On, uh the last one was a title fight. There, I just won that. Oh,
5: congratulations, man! Cause, yeah, I saw I saw your YouTube interview actually as well. Yeah. Sorry. I saw your interview on YouTube as well with um oh, yeah. a lady and your coaches came on as well. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Oh
4: yeah. uh, no worries. Um so. My first MMA fight uh, was on a card called Chaos here in Derry. Just Sean's second fight. We like we pretty much fight in the same cards. So there's that there's that little like events in MMA. So like every all your teammates end up fighting on the one card. Like there's seven of us in
5: Clamores. Oh wow! Well, so uh, from all from the same gym, yeah.
4: Yeah, all from Combat. Like seven of us. So it's, like a
5: good majority
4: of the card, like.
5: And, um, how, so at the moment I can see your, you're on a three fight winning streak at the moment. Um, yeah. and looking at your record, it, it's see, well, i seeing your fights, but people haven't seen your fights and just looking at your record, it looks like you, um, winning all your fights by submission. Is that correct? I mean,
4: I like, I can just, finish. I can end the fight like anytime I want with Jiu-Jitsu. So like, that's just how I like to end it rather than it. Going to the decision or whatever. Like, I'd rather just have the finish, have the fight finished, and then be able to go home. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> rather than being a 3 war, I don't know why people are so fan or like, like are like. I don't know why people are such big fans of these big wars and when you can just uh, end the fight at any time with some good jiu jitsu. Yeah,
5: exactly. Taking more damage when more damage means less fight time. Career, you know. Take think, too
4: many. I think in my last two, two or three fights, I've only took maybe
5: two punches, and That's like,
4: they didn't land
5: clean or anything like this. Greatly. Like. So, um, looking at your, so with your finishes um, all being via, um, being via submission, I look at. She said you joined with Sean as well. Uh, he's all oh, his finishes by TKO, if I remember rightly. And I think he's got one submission finish. So. What, so do you train with each other and one teach one helps with stand up and one helps with the jiu jitsu? How does that work?
4: That that is pretty much how it works. Like um, Sean is a, a, like a very flashy striker, but it, he's also got wrestling and jiu jitsu. Like uh, we did London, like a Lo- London IBJJF competition, right? Yeah. So jiu jitsu, right? Um, we did that, and Sean just kind of like did it on a limb. Like he just kind of came over. And he was out the night before, and we were out there like three in the morning and all. And then Sean just wakes up and goes gets and goes and gets silver in the London IBJJF. It's like the biggest jiu-jitsu competition in the UK.
5: That's crazy. So party Sean all night. Just, Sean is an athlete, like yeah. But you look at yourself as well. You can't. I've watched your fights. You're definitely an athlete as well. Like it's not yeah. easy playing on the ground. It's it's intelligence as well as skill. You know. And um, I watch how you're wrapping people up and getting into your submissions and setting everything up. It's, you know, you're saying you're amateur level, your BJJ is definitely not amateur level. I wouldn't say so. So before your, um, before, what was it? So you had your, when you fought at Cage Warriors Academy against Richie Bly, is that correct? Is that his name? That's, that's
4: perfect. You're, yeah, you're right. you
5: literally you then fought one month later, which you then again won by rear naked choke. So then I'm looking, and seeing you're, you were out for about. Were well, you out for about a year? Or am I reading that? Is that incorrect information? I'm reading.
4: Uh yeah, because the first two fights I took um, were at bantamweight, and I took the first one on a week's notice. Uh it was at Cage Wars. I think it was seventeen or something like that. And I can't actually remember the event name. Oh, not Cage Wars Chaos or something here in Derry, where I'm from. Um. But I took that on a week's notice, and like I hadn't been training for an MMA fight. I managed to win that one, but then the night before I like that event, the title fight, the main event in that card, pulled out. So after I won that first match, I went on and fought in the main event.
5: So you fought twice with no MMA, that not much MMA experience, is that what you're saying?
4: Yeah, no, but with no previous fights.
5: No previous fights, but you've been trained you've been training obviously though. how how long have you been training for before this happened?
4: Uh, two years. Oh yeah, it's I'll, good I'll, and still I'll, though. It's, I'll,
5: not, I'll it's not a lot still though, you know, and you've and you fought twice in one night. I, I can be honest with you, I don't think I've interviewed anyone who's fought in one like twice in one night, you know.
4: Everyone seems like it's a big accomplishment, but I just I kinda
5: just did Because <laughs> the first fight was a round three finish, so you still had to go for two rounds, you know. Oh, so you yeah, still had to go all the way
4: second guy with a rear for the first round but I managed to stop out I just didn't have the strength left in my arms because I went three rounds with the previous boy
5: and you know what? Well, that's your only loss in your career so what people yeah. will know now after listening to this your only loss in your career is your second fight in a night with with only two years experience without training before the fight so really you could almost look at yourself as undefeated as in a way and it was
4: a weight back. I don't even fight out like I made weight for bantamweight I think it was 59 kilo's
5: yeah. And then the bantamweight division is sixty one, so I was way underweight too. <laughs> so basically, the guy had a load of weight on top of you. He had four more fights than you. I'm reading here as well: three losses, three wins, and one loss already. And yeah. how? how I'm not gonna lie to you. I couldn't find that fight in particular. How did that? How did that fight go? Because it doesn't say what round it ended or anything like that. So it, how, I, uh, I know it's your loss. I know you don't want to talk about that one loss. But in no, my no, mind, in my mind, you actually... won that, in my mind, you're yeah. undefeated. They made you fight that second. We didn't make you, but you fought a second fight. Fair play to you in one night. So uh, basically, that that
4: ended in a TKO. I just don't have the experience. Uh, I I got to the guy's back and I had a choke locked on, but I didn't know how to. <laughs> I didn't have enough squeeze in my arms left to finish it, but uh, my coach was able to tell me the mistake I made, and I I would have finished that fight if it was now. Like it's just a tiny jiu-jitsu detail that I I neglected. Now now I know it. I'll never forget it. But uh, he slept out and then
5: finished finished the fight with a uh, TKO. Yeah, so it's all a le- all a learning curve, isn't it? So um, yeah. What what round did that go to? first that was the first round yeah you can't help yourself there you look you could think though you still got into a dominant position at one point where you could have finished oh, the fight
4: i was about to finish the fight like i could hear him squeezing or like uh squealing like <laughs> <I'm> squealing <now. laughs> i could hear him like
5: once and <laughs> you felt you felt yeah. you felt you felt the pain you felt that you've heard the blood rushing to his head basically like,
4: yeah when i was squeezing his neck i could feel like but uh,
5: just couldn't couldn't finish it some people are tough, mate. Some people can yeah, literally yeah. like tense their necks up, and well, I can see here with your jiu-jitsu background, you know what about that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, in that year out, did you did you like do any competitions or anything like that? Uh, I basically
4: just did jiu-jitsu and practiced a lot more MMA because okay. yeah, I wanted to be MMA because at that stage, I think it was already like. Uh, Irish champion in jiu-jitsu and all that stuff, like Irish Open champion, Irish national champion. Fantastic. And uh, I kind of just wanted a different challenge.
5: Well, you're not doing too badly so, at the moment. started the working on the tried.
4: striking, all the other aspects to wrestling, and then here I am.
3: Oh, like, yeah, I think
4: it. that fight was a year's anniversary yesterday, I think.
5: Um, let's have a quick look here. So, yeah, you're right, pretty much. So, yeah. So, um, tell us about your next fight, because you're debuting in Clan Wars 35. So, can you tell us much about your next opponent? It's Padre... I forgot his surname now. Padre McGee. That's it. Can you you tell us anything about him? Uh, I know his nickname is Pythagoras, I think. Brilliant. (laughs) So, so he's meant to be a
4: jiu-jitsu man. He likes his triangles. That's what I'm guessing. (laughs) I actually... The title that I now hold, the Akuma title, I watched him fight for that, like, three years ago with with my, my teammates and my coach. Uh, that was before, like, I was only training MMA in TGOT2, like a month or something, when I started. How, did you, I went, how um, did you get that, that, that
5: title shot straight away? Sorry to interrupt you. How did you get that title shot immediately? Go, not, not saying you didn't deserve it, but you went straight into oh. this organization and had a title shot. How did that come about?
4: Um, basically, the the promoter of Akuma
5: where, yeah. where I got the title
4: he watched me in what was where was that Cage Conflict or something like that
5: yeah Cage Conflict yeah
4: yeah he he see me there and he goes Uh, if I can get an opponent for the the champion I'll put your boy in that's what he said to my coach so he'll put me in and then that's, that's obviously how we got there because he couldn't get an opponent and then I took the fight. Like my, the the cha- the previous champion had twenty fights. Like he's he's ten and ten or something now. He fought the number one bantamweight a few weeks ago. So he's that's, fighting two big classes, and he's he's pretty good. Like,
5: <laughs> yeah, some serious. Like nineteen fights is massive experience. Like that's oh. that's a that's a lot of cage time, you know. Yeah. And, um, and he went. He went sorry.
4: five rounds with the number one bantamweight in the UK.
5: Oh, do you know oh, see this with me and you're stepping in there training mma at that time what we're coming up to three years sort yeah. of thing and um well properly really only for a year really i'd say you know you have been um and i was training
4: uh, mma the entire time like but I, I only really stepped it up after the
5: first fight okay yeah 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 so you've gone in there against someone with 19 fights and what round did you finish him in to win the title first round uh, oh. minute 35 I think that's incredible was it was straight takedown yeah
4: uh, he threw a kick and then I threw a kick back and I wasn't too happy about it so he, he caught that kick and then I rushed him to the case and he went for a guillotine and he was never finishing and then I, I mounted him to a wee bit of ground up and then cut a triangle in the first round Oh,
5: Amazing! No, oh, good for you. Like re- really, really, um, really impressive. And really, uh, listening to yourself, and watching you fight, really exciting to see what's going to come next. So back to um your your next opponent. What can you tell us about Patrick apart from his um amazing Pythagoras in a nickname that you were saying? <laughs> I'm not even yeah. joking either. That's actually pretty good. To be fair, fair play to him.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, it, he's kind of a character too. Yeah, I don't know if you you follow the Clan Wars page on Facebook or anything. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah uh, did you see the like the laptop when they announced the fight has laptop
5: no I didn't I wasn't, probably wasn't paying attention what was it
4: oh um, he, he kind of put a wee joke on it it was like uh, uh, sorry am I allowed to
5: curse on this yeah yeah, yeah it's fine
4: alright okay I just wonder um, he like on the pictures you sent uh, where you sent in where you sent in the contract he, he put up on the laptop in the background like, uh, how to love with a small dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a bit of a character, isn't he? I, I know he likes a good scrap, too, anyway. So, so not, I'm
5: looking forward. To him. He's not your sort of like um, character as in Smack Talk Conor McGregor's side of um, character. We're talking more of a jokey, friendly sort of character.
4: Yeah, yeah. Bit so of crack, have you,
5: like. have you, um Have you two had any words with each other? Anything like that?
4: Uh, he was actually at my last fight.
5: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: I was going to my granddad. Actually, came to the fight, uh, the title fight. He's eighty-nine years old, and I went up to him after, up to my granddad. And then he was sitting right behind him in the seat. That I was talking to my granddad from. Patrick McGee came back up, and he like that's he goes, "Oh, I'm might is your name Matthew? I'm fighting you next."
5: You're like, "Oh, brilliant!" Yeah. Uh, it's like awkward. <laughs> it's awkward. Kind,
4: of, kind of awkward, but I don't know. Oh, I like I like the thought, anyways some good scraps that's what I'm saying I watched him three three years ago now or two years ago win the title that I don't have that's so great. he a he,
5: few more years experience of me on me yet so is he a dominant um, BJJ sort of guy then is that what you reckon his game plan's gonna be I don't really know uh, he's pretty he's pretty like lanky too so he
4: like I, I'm not a small flyweight and he's not small anyway. <laughs> so we're both pretty rangy, so it might be a striking exchange, who knows? But I know both of us have, have great jiu-jitsu. I've watched them compete in jiu-jitsu a few times, too.
5: So, um, what's without giving too much away, um, what's what's your sort of game plan going into this? So, like, for example, what have you been training in particular leading up to this fight? Uh, I just train everything, to be honest. I, I don't really have a game plan. I just... Go in there and fill it out and do whatever i need that's pretty sometimes that's the best way sometimes you, know, yeah. you have a game plan you think too much about that game plan and before you know it you're being punched in the face <laughs> which yeah, exactly. i like, don't get me wrong i've never competed myself in an MMA competition so i can't relate at all but it seems like you're very clued up in what you're doing and you can analyze things as it goes along um, yeah. which is wow, which is fantastic so one thing um I ask a lot of you amateur guys that are up and coming: Is what what's it going to take for you to make that step to turn pro, or have you already got a got a thought in your mind about when that's going to happen?
4: Oh uh, well, the the guy that I beat last time for the title, he is a few clan wars belts, and I'm gonna gonna ask for a fight against him again for one of them belts, and get a few more belts under the under the like yeah for the waist, you know what I mean? See where we go from there.
5: Yeah, so I guess you don't want to start rushing straight into it. You know, get get as many um get as many belts and under your te- under your um over your shoulder, getting back to the gym, put them up yeah. and display. That's it. That's it. I know, that... no, sorry. Sorry. I know Podrick was the title contender in the last fight,
4: and he he narrowly lost out. To be honest, uh, the other guy really really didn't do that much. Just kind of walked forward and got hit. <laughs> don't know how he won it, but he did. So. If I beat Podrick, I'm sure there's a title shot coming up there somewhere for the Clan Wars.
5: And is that somewhere you see yourself staying for a while in that organisation? You see yourself staying in Clan Wars and trying to dominate that circuit? Well, it's one of the biggest in Ireland. It's
4: one of the most well-known, without a doubt, in the UK and Ireland. Like, it's it's televised in the BBC, like. So, without a doubt, it's one of the best organisations to be part of.
5: That's no, great. And the BBC have always been a little bit funny with MMA over the years as well, saying we'll never – but it's, so to, to the fact that they actually um, take the time to show some UK you know, UK and Northern Ireland stuff is, is fantastic. Get to see people like yourself, up-and-comers, you know. A lot of people – you talk to people like MMA nowadays, and it's no disrespect to – I'd say 60%, probably 70% of the UK probably only know who Conor McGregor is and Nate Diaz. Yeah. You know? so, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz have done a lot at sport, right? Oh yeah! Before that, nobody knew what MMA was. So, as its positives and negatives, I'd say yeah, I agree with you. So, it brought more people; it did bring more people to the sport. Hundred percent, like they wanted to what they you know they really wanted to know, like oh, what other fighters are going on. But you you have got that small handful still that think they're the only two fighters in the UFC. Oh, now they know who Khabib is as well. Obviously, (laughs) see what I mean? Everyone knows who Khabib is. Exactly. But me personally, I'm I'll say I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I think what the guy's done is pretty incredible. The guy coming. Yeah. To the, the guy was sleeping in his car six odd years ago, and look at proper yeah, twelve exactly. whiskey now. He's made like it's worth over a billion. He's this Satan now, you know. Yeah,
4: in that article.
5: Yeah. Have you tried it no, yet? I, no, I have not. I don't
4: even drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know, drinking. I haven't.
5: But do you know what I mean, though? It's just it's what <laughs> he's done. Like all, I eat. don't. I don't drink either, but it's made me want to try proper twelve because that's what I keep bloody hearing.
4: <laughs> Everyone says it's a great one.
5: That's it. It's just great marketing, isn't it? You know? <laughs> you can't really beat the guy. Buy
4: a few bottles and keep them keep them in the cellar for, for a few years yet.
5: Yeah, I will have it when it's next McGregor fight, but well, that could be sitting yeah. there for a while. Yeah. But yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know how many days has it been. Listening?
5: God I don't know I don't know. Oh, no, it's not five hundred. It was five hundred and then he thought it could be Eve or something. Yeah, but I've heard they also took him out the um they're taking him out the pound for pound rankings as well, which you could yeah, argue but... is fair enough in a way.
4: Yeah, it definitely is. the 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 rankings are all over the place. Like we were watching the UFC last night, and sure, like, did you watch that Jacare fight last night? Yeah, man,
5: I watched the whole card. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Yeah, That was, I like, that was an upset for me. Like, I thought Jacare had that, and then never heard of the other fella. But uh, Michael Bisping was like, "Yeah, this guy knows something that we don't know," and I was like, "Ah, oh, actually, I think there's something going on here. I think uh, Jack Ray's gonna lose this one."
5: Yeah, Hermerson's quality. You know, his last few fights were really good. You know, he's he's one of these ones that's just coming through and dominating. But I just, when I watched it, I was like, I can't believe Jacare is getting like dominated so bad. Not like badly dominated, but he just couldn't do anything. He was getting taken down. He's a Jiu-Jitsu world champion. Like, it's kind of mad. (laughs) Exactly. And when he did, um, he had Hermerson was quite comfortable sitting in his guard as well.
4: Yeah, exactly. And And I was like, that's a bit
5: dangerous. Yeah, wasn't very offensive off the back, like. Why do you think that was though? Did um, um, you know your BJJ better than me? Did Homerson have a certain position on him or something like that? Do you think like he couldn't move? Is there a certain position or weight you can put in a p- particular place? To be honest, I think he, he just surprised
4: surprised him. Like, he caught more pressure that someone isn't going to expect. Like, who expected him to take down Zachary? Like, that yeah. that's kind of mad.
5: The guy's a beast, oh, man. He's a beast. Yeah, and... exactly. And I feel for him a bit they because almost
4: guillotined him too at one stage, if I remember right, in the first round, was
5: it? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, he did. But uh, what he got, he did what he had to do. He got to side control, but as he was turning, it just didn't look very nice. But you know, <laughs> yeah. as you said, world well champion, squeeze he knows the, what he's doing. squeezed the face a bit. Yeah, that was a bit. Oh, yeah. That did, didn't yeah. look right, <laughs> did it? <laughs> It's like you see all these nasty submissions, but the worst submission to me is just the neck crank. Watching that, I'm just like, oh.
4: <laughs> like the, the McGregor to be born, or not even any, that. One
5: any of them. <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you, like, did, did you see the guillotine last night where the the guy's like nose like explodes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did. He still won the fight though, I believe, didn't he? Yeah, but, yeah he put him in a submission.
4: Yeah, but it was like last second that like that sub went on. <laughs> Yeah, I do and, like, like the blood just came running out his nose, and he was like upside down. So like it splat up the way, like <laughs> and exploded out of his nostrils.
5: Oh, that, that was it
4: crazy. Shows just... the pressure, like the,
5: like chokes can put on the neck and the on the the, the arteries in the neck. No, that you can see some of the squeeze of some of these UFC fighters. Like you have seen the video of Ben Askren. I think you think it's Ben Askren crushing watermelons. The watermelons. Yeah, yeah. And he's what yeah. he's what like a welterweight, middleweight, sort of max. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like.
4: Chris Cyborg tried the exact same thing. She couldn't even do it, like, with one watermelon. So that that shows you, like, the, the strength of a wrestler of that calibre.
5: I'd love to see Matt Hughes try it well, obviously, before he got on well. I'd love to see him try and do that. Yeah, I, I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon his squeeze would be nasty.
4: Like, Matt Hughes
5: is a beast. He's one of my, like, favourite all-time fighters, without a doubt. Well, he beat some of the best. He beat GSP, he beat BJ Penn. Yeah. And he, he, he did it in a dominant fashion. Like, he used to lift boys up and run across the cage. <laughs> did you see the powerbomb knockout, the top ten of all time one? When he the triangle? Up? The well, guy had the... him in a triangle? Yeah, that one, yeah. 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 Uh, I love Matthews. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame what happened to him, obviously, in an accident. Um, brutal accident. You obviously heard about that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, bad and all that restraining order stuff. and oh, I felt sorry for the guys, to be fair, but looks like it's all been sorted out now. But, yeah, definitely deserving being in the Hall of Fame, that guy. So who yeah, would – um? Who, I know it's a hard question to ask. I know it's like, what's your favorite film? But what fight would you – what do you, like, look up to the most? Like, let's say, just say, like, the UFC side of things at the moment. What sort of fight would you like to say you're stylistically like or try to, you know, mimic what they do?
4: Oh, God, this is a,
5: this is a question. <laughs> I know. I know uh, it's a tough one. I can come back to you.
4: I know he's not in the UFC anymore, but I quite like uh, Demetrius Johnson. It's just the way he can do everything. Um, and he, crazy jiu-jitsu man could wrestle for days and he, he just knew how to put the striking and all that together and I think that was
5: what embodies MMA mixed martial arts as a whole yeah man I like, it's, it's just how he moved as well one minute he's in front of you, the next minute he's next to you and the angles that guy, produced, it's because he's so light When it's like yourself, because you're quite lightweight guys you can really move quick you know, and yeah. correct so your angles
4: said- same weight class too like.
5: <laughs> yeah, really, take him on see what happens
4: yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, where, where are them 1FC fights at? like Thailand or something yeah somewhere in that part of the world definitely yeah he won his first fight yeah. didn't he
4: yeah he, he, he guillotined the guy from like off the cage just lovely
5: like yeah, well Dwayne Johnson has the best in my eyes the best submission of all time in UFC when he jumped up Was oh, the it, was bar? it the, the flying arm bar was it the, the triangle into an what was it again
4: no, it was a it was like like a
5: suplex under an arm bar. That was I called it. It the slap bar. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that ever? Have you seen that in any tournaments you've been to or anything like that? I
4: actually did one. I did a, a high cross takedown and under an arm bar once.
5: It was really? against
4: uh, do you know Andy Young? Like
5: uh, Bama champion? No, um no I'm not too fond. I'm not I didn't follow Bama too much, no.
4: Yeah, well he was champion in Bama and I think he used to have a K toir belt and all too. Okay. he's like pro MMA fighter. I'll I thought him, him out of competition and uh I pick up a single leg and then he went for like the, you know the Kimura trap thing? Yeah. On the single leg. Well, he did that and then I did like a high crotch, flipped him over and got him in an arm bar from there. So that that's my attempt at the slam bar. High crotch, takedown and the arm bar.
5: So I mean, and you're doing this all at amateur sort of level, you know? Yeah. So your BJJ is definitely there, so it looks like, as you're talking about, you want to work more on your striking and stand up, because your jiu is obviously, you're taking on top opposition and you're submitting people. That's yeah, You can tick that I'm box. I'm
4: loving every aspect of MMA, like, uh, I love wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling's probably my favourite sport now, to be honest. The, the way it to chain themselves together and you're going for it 100%, it's great, like, I love, I love wrestling classes.
5: Now, that's and, it. I love, uh, and, sorry, go on. Sorry keep going I was going to say wrestling isn't something is big over here a lot of people have to go abroad to do that sort of stuff like travel to America and go over there and train with those guys so it's good
4: yeah like
5: see my coach
4: will have wrestling or my coach's coach will actually have like wrestling qualifications and stuff so he can teach that to uh up to a certain level I can not remember what it is but he's experienced teaching wrestling and because like our lineage of like coaches, we can learn all that stuff. Just like from my coach, from his, um, he learned from his coach, you know, and all some like great techniques. Like
5: as nice. as I said, you get it's, it's just what just what you're talking about and watching me do your your ground game is solid. And you're, from what you're telling me, yeah. you, I can understand why you got some good people behind you, some good training partners, some great coaches. It's it's just incredible. Um, one more question I want to ask you uh, I ask every fighter this question um, who would be your dream fight it's another tough one I know oh, that's a tough one um... any weight class even if it was Brock Lesnar okay. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what you mean like for me to take part in or no just like... generally if, you could, if they could put someone in front of you tomorrow who would you fight
4: well I would I would want to fight the best so whoever's the champion the UFC or whatever organization's the best in the world <laughs>
5: that's the best answer <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you would be the best like so you want to fight the best exactly and you're not you know, we can tell you're not afraid to stand down from a fight being offered the title fight straight in an organisation you know this guy's got 19 <laughs> fights yeah no worries I'll do that no problem at yeah. all and that's the attitude you need and um, do you want yes. me asking just confirm how old you are Matt I'm 20 no, just turned 20 in February it's crazy. So you've still got so many years ahead of you. You haven't even hit yeah. your prime sort of yet in your career. So it's yeah, of... I'm
4: still, I'm still a wee boy yet. <laughs>
5: but you're still kick You're still submitting people. You're still kicking everyone's ass still. So no, really, yeah. really really impressive. Especially hear what you told me about the Bama guy and you know submitting him and stuff like that. that's just that just the cherry on top of the cake sort of thing. You know. So no, very done. Um, really impressed and really looking forward to seeing your fights coming up. Um, so one more thing I like to do for all the fighters, uh, Matt, is if you. To, um have you got anyone you want to shout out? Any obviously any sponsors, any coaches, your gym and training partners, now's your time to do it,
4: mate. Um, so I train a combat G2. It's the best gym, probably one of the best gyms in Ireland. It's the most equipped anyway in the north. Like it's got its own cage. Most gyms haven't got their own MMA cage. Like we're the only gym with an actual MMA cage in, in the city I'm from. Uh, and shout out to my coach, like, he put all the effort into me, and all my teammates, they're fighting in, Salmars now in the next few weeks, there's seven of us, so it's going to be interesting, it's going to, it's, it's tough already, during the training camp, because there's that many of us, and we're all pushing each other, it's,
5: <laughs> I've, never, I've never been better in my life, to be honest. <laughs> it's brilliant, man. great family around yeah. you, it sounds like as well, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the gym.
4: I mean, like, we, we sat up last night, and watched the UFC, all of us like, it's, it's the
5: best, crack It's nice. It's very common. You hear that from all you, all you fighters, um, all your gyms. You all seem to get together for anything. You all get together to go out for drinks, go out for meals, you know, watch UFC together, have Christmas parties together. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it, you always hear that every. It's pretty much ninety-nine percent of the gyms we talk to are like that, and it's nice to see. You know, no attitude, no big egos. Right. It's great. Like
4: they're my family. Like they're my second family. I, I know most. I know a lot of people in that gym more than I know my actual family. It's kind of messed up, <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, you train all the time, as you know. I mean, you're constantly training, so you're probably seeing these That's people like more than you see days a week. exactly. So you're seeing these people yeah. more than you see your family.
4: Yeah,
5: pretty much. Um, and also, tell us no. where people can follow you, by the way, man. Like Instagram, oh, Facebook, uh... like. Oh God! <laughs> I don't
4: even know where I'm Hold on a second.
5: That's all right. <laughs> Take your
4: time. <laughs> Well, it's it's just uh, Matthew underscore uh, underscore, uh, on Instagram. Um,
5: Sorry, you cut off a a bit there, Matt, by the way. You cut off a bit there. Say that again. Start with your Instagram one again. Matthew underscore on on
4: Instagram. I need to actually kind of post more. I have loads of stuff to post. I just haven't done it yet. I'm kind of lazy when it comes to social media and all that stuff. Sean Devine's the complete opposite. He likes he likes to have everything posted and people don't know what he's doing.
5: <laughs> now you you see you see the two types of fighters though nowadays, don't you? Someone loves all the social media stuff and someone just can't stand it. So you put, for example, yeah. Ben Askren and Jorge um, Masvidal. Mas- Masvidal, yeah. Yeah. he can't stand all that social two-piece networking stuff. Sorry,
4: a two piece in the,
5: the suit so- or a three piece in the suit? <laughs> God, yeah. don't say that. Yeah. Look, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Leon deserved what he got, but he's English, I've got to stick up for him. So, <laughs> that's the problem, haven't I? <laughs> but I think no, he um... deserved it. <laughs> Sorry? I think he deserved it, to be honest. Yeah, he, he did really, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> Taking another
4: man's time, like, he was interviewing after one in that match, like,
5: yeah. that fight. He's just trying to take the limelight, like, yeah, Masvidal said on Joe Rogan's show when he went on there, he um he said that apparently Leon Edwards was actually walking backwards and forwards, just giving him dirty looks and stuff as well while he's interviewing. He's like, "Who's who's this guy? You know, like yeah. why, <laughs> why is he interviewing?" Like, he got annoyed because he um in- yeah, I said interrupts his interview, but he went over to him, hands behind his back, and Leon put his hands up like ready for a fight, and obviously instant was just reaction, isn't it? Yeah, you should see like Masvidal is a savage. Like, do you ever see his
4: old like backyard fights and stuff? Like that oh. man.
5: Man, I that guy that sort of
4: scrap, like,
5: and he Came he's up, mean, gross, like. mean guy, mate. Like to the soul, you know. Like he's a lovely bloke, yeah. you know. Probably to talk to, but if you upset that guy, he he's not going to take any shit off nobody. He's you know? just from
4: a different generation.
5: That's what that is. <laughs> that's what he said about Leon. He said, "If someone interrupts me in the middle of the street when I'm interviewing, why shouldn't they get a slap in the face? You know, why shouldn't they yeah. get a punch?" And he he just doesn't see the logic. He doesn't think people stand up for themselves enough now. You know, he's like too busy running off and telling the police or the teachers and stuff. You know. <laughs>
4: I mean, I have to respect a man that sticks by his values and that's his values, so
5: you have to respect it. It is, yeah. It's just a shame. Obviously, for us, it was good it was on camera, but it's a shame yeah. that it was on camera because, obviously, he luckily, did you know He didn't even get any trouble. The police didn't even question him in England after that.
4: Yeah, no, I know. He got away. I watched that podcast, too. Um, Joe Rogan asked him if he, if he got stopped by the police or anything, and he just says, no, they didn't even come near me. Yeah, I wouldn't. Would you? Yeah, well, who would mess with George Maskell after knocking out Darn Till? Like,
5: oh, savage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. man. Anyway, what was going to say? I was going to, I was going to wrap it up there. But um, Matt, I really appreciate you coming on today, um, taking the time on a Sunday afternoon, especially well it's Sunday evening now, so it's getting on a little bit. And um, we really look forward to seeing you in Clan Wars Thirty Five. And it's in. Remind me the date of that again, and where people can watch it.
4: It's the eighth of June, uh, and it's. I don't think you can stream this one, so I think it's just that uh, you have to get a ticket. Uh, for the venues, oh god, I can't remember the venue, but it's
5: in Belfast anyway, so... But people can get in touch with you and get tickets if they need to?
2: Yeah, you
4: can get in touch with me and I'll get I'll get you a ticket, so just DM me on Instagram there and give out my my Instagram handle there, so...
5: There you are, I everyone... yeah. Sorry... No, it's it's me, mate. I need to learn to when to shut up. <laughs> no, you're alright. Don't worry. No, but um, no, thanks. Really appreciate you coming on. Really looking forward to your fight coming up in Clan Wars, and you know it'd be good to I chat to I'm you afraid. after the fight and see what. Thank going you very much for
4: uh, interviewing me, um, and I, r- I really um, appreciate it. Get the the local fighters' names out there and support the the lo- like the the young up and coming fighters.
1: Hello, welcome to Martial Arts Chat Podcast and on the episode we're continuing with the coverage and build its Clan Warrior Clan Wars thirty five. Takes place at the Crown Plaza in Belfast and it's on Saturday the eighth of June. I'm pleased to say we're joined at this time by the defending featherweight champ, Carl Garrick. Carl, how you doing my friend?
0: doing very good John thanks for having me on the first interview so very excited to be here
1: oh it's a pleasure to have you on big chap and we were speaking just prior there I, I, I was saying SBG swords uh, when I was introducing the, the interviews but it's, it's no longer right close we wee bit up on, on some of the changes with, with swords and yourselves
0: yeah so um there's been a name change from spg swords to team kf uh, the kf stands for king and fields so our two uh, head coaches are chris fields and tom king so yeah so chris and tom have decided to leave all association with the spg brand um not too much has changed really from the day-to-day things the, the- Major change is really just a name. All classes and uh, all training partners and everybody has stayed put, so it's, it's all going well.
1: Happy days, man. I mean, I Tom and Chris Fields as well. Obviously, like two two guys that are a big deal, man. And you're neck of the woods. What's a what's a typical day like for you over at KF, mate?
0: Yeah, so it's it's fantastic having Tom and Chris. They work so well together. We have. Um, the, uh, MMA from Chris and uh, the BJJ from Tom so it's just uh, such a well-oiled machine Aye. so yeah like uh, classes run in the morning classes run in the evening um, I work during the day so the class in the evening suit me best but uh, every class there from striking grappling wrestling MMA BJJ so it really offers everything training's been going fantastic ever since I
1: joined. How long have you been doing the old uh, the MMA now if you're a couple of army fights in has it been a few years now in your journey?
0: Yeah, I'd say it's about three years now. I think I met Chris when I was training in Blanchestown about three years ago and uh, when he opened up in Swords, uh, I moved over with him as well. So yeah. Been training uh three years in MMA and BGJ and I think my fight with Michael on June eighth will be my eight my eight fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got a few under my belt.
1: So how did you um how did you get any martial arts? you were you you're doing some judo and things going up, you were CNI?
0: Yeah, so I started my martial arts journey when I was twelve. Um started with uh, judo, um, did that for about six years, got up to blue. Uh, did some Japanese jiu jitsu as well and some Thai boxing, went in secondary school and um took a break due to travel. I was going doing some J ones in New York, uh, but then kinda of when I got back I dove straight into MMA and BGJ. So yeah, I've been doing it about 15 years I'd say
1: now. Wow, man, that's that's impressive stuff. What's the that's one I'm totally ignorant to is Japanese jiu-jitsu, man. What's what's what do you see as like some of the main differences between that and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I guess?
0: Yeah, the, it's a huge difference. Um Japanese jiu-jitsu I'd say kind of has a bit of aikido in it, has judo in it. It's kind of combined like that uh-huh. and um, I obviously, completely BJJ is uh, predominantly uh, ground fighting. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Japanese Jiu Jitsu is good. Um, a lot of fancy, fancy techniques and stuff in it. Uh, since <laughs> I've kind of um, went over to MMA and BJJ, I kind of learned like what real fighting is and stuff like that. It, it was a lot of fun doing Japanese Jiu Jitsu, but. Um, I'm just not too sure about how it would effectively work if someone who was trained, who was attacking you, but uh, I'll say I mean, it, was, it was a good experience doing
1: it. But it's, it's decent to have, uh, I don't want to say odd, but um, what's, what's, what's the play? What obscure, right, obscure tools in your locker? Because, I mean, you, you think of MMA uh, now, there's so many gyms where I see it's BJJ and wrestling for your grappling, Muay Thai for your stand-up. You know what I mean? It's just like it's, it's nice to hear or to see a guy who's got... Training in another discipline—that's—it's um, that's not—not too far fetched, I suppose. But it—it it offers something different. Do you know what I mean? You—you don't—you don't—you um, don't mess about with any Japanese Jiu-Jitsu techniques for MMA. Then you don't—you know—you don't, don't find the plug in there, no?
0: No, I don't. To, to be completely honest, now I'm no. very glad that I started with the judo breakdown, uh, judo background, judo. Uh, I've carried over very well into MMA, especially uh, uh, the wrestling aspect of it, it's, it's favored me well in my fights and stuff like that. Um, I suppose the Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, um, not so much. Um, I, I didn't do it for too long, so I can't really say I'm too experienced, I think I got up to a green belt in it, but um, I definitely haven't really touched off it in a good few years. Um, boxing I did in secondary school, has, has, uh, I've carried that with me.
1: No, that will see you right for sure Boxing's, uh, Boxing and wrestling is funny Like I often hear people saying that um, Obviously one's grappling, one's striking the Different disciplines But well, the thing I, I hear most um, From guys more learned than me I guess Is that the, the footwork's so similar It's easy to transition between the two Do you find, well, maybe not in wrestling But in grappling and particularly with MMA Like boxing and footwork It's a nice plug in there
0: um, yeah, no, I think it is. Yeah, it's like, um, I think uh, especially when you get into the differences, when you really start to tie in together with, like, boxing, Thai boxing and wrestling, if you All can. Right. Like, Chris, Chris tries to tie them in really well, that you're not just focused in the fight on one aspect. Uh, like, if you're wrestling, you're also doing MMA, so wrestling with strikes, Jiu-Jitsu with strikes to set up the passes, set up the entries, so, like, you, you fake the takedown. You've got yeah. the big overhand right coming, and you see in, in the Conor and Khabib fight that worked really well for him he ended up dropping Connor and nobody's seen that. Nobody's seen that coming. So kind of (laughs) working them all in combinations works really well.
1: Absolutely, man. Let's let's talk a wee bit more about it. But because think um, is one of the big boys I'm familiar with. Had him on the show is um, James Webb. imagine that guy's just a, a monster when it comes to the ground. He right? is <laughs> Tell us, <man>.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's an absolute. He's a big guy. He's an absolute beast. Um, he, I think, he just got his brown belt recently yeah. after one of his fights. But uh, the big one was when he won the Cage Warriors middleweight belt. Um, yeah. It was absolutely huge for the gym. Uh, you know, it was the biggest thing kind of to happen to the gym since it opened, and especially since. Uh, Chris had the uh, had the belt before that. It was just a real special moment for the gym. It kind of uh, shows the path for everybody coming up, everybody from the teens to even the guys that are on me or just turning pro. It kind of shows uh, where you can end up, and kind of everybody knows once you get that cage warrior's belt. Uh, oh. You're on your road to going to the UFC.
1: Absolutely, man. Aye, he's he, 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 he's just—he's kicking the door down. The Warriors, isn't he? Like the, 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 the submission after submission takes the title, man. It's—it's it's impressive stuff. I'm sure there's another boy I saw um, just saying the KSW Warriors. Is it Ian Gary? Is he one of yours?
0: Ian Gary. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's a business? Yeah. I'm very tight with Ian Gary. Yeah, I really like that guy. Actually, remember when he first joined? It was, it was such a short stint from when he actually joined. Uh, uh, swords, and he 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 turned pro. He has uh, an extensive boxing and uh, judo background. He's nice. black belt judo, uh-huh. and he even takes the judo class in swords. So he he's uh, he's one to look out for. He's uh, he's definitely on his way to the UFC.
1: Absolutely, man. Ah, exciting times. You used it right in the mix. Um, before we get clan wars and um, and your fight against Michael, um, also just uh, well, I tell you what, we'll get to this later. I was going to I was going to uh, get you clue up maybe on, further down the line, but I hate asking fighters to look. For, too far ahead. So let's look at thirty-five then, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about your fight with Michael. Do you, when I talk to guys in the army scene, it's almost like it's not worth your while checking out your opponent. The, the important thing is you focus on yourself, your journey, and get the rounds in. Where do you sit on on that sort of philosophy, mate?
0: Um, I would definitely be on the stance, I would try and uh, get as much material on the guy that I'm fighting, uh, whether it's just uh, from talking to people who have fought them before or uh, watching their fights on YouTube. But I would definitely be on the stance that I would try and get as much much knowledge on them as possible. I don't like going into a fight blind. yeah, so yeah, I, I've heard of people that kind of don't like to watch too much footage and they kind of psych themselves out, but I'm definitely the opposite on that, I prefer to get as much content on them, look at the way they move, how how they react to certain things, and it, uh, whether their takedown defense is good or not, so yeah, I'd definitely be on that stance.
1: Fair play, man, I mean I guess you probably did that uh, the last one, 34, when you took a title, were you pretty clued up on, on the boy, I.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah, so um, he had an extensive kickboxing background, um, I'm pretty sure he was a professional, so um, I knew going into it I wasn't going to stand with him at all. Oh, you took him down, like, down what was it, like, three just... seconds
1: or something, and a it takedown's it take yeah, quick?
0: It, it was the first kick that he threw, um, and I just shot for the takedown, I got it, so yeah, it was a great night, but um, yeah, I did, a, I did a good bit of background checks on him, um, he loves an overhand right, he, he throws bombs anyway, so... I wasn't going to stand with him for a second. I knew I had him on the ground and I knew I'd get the submission if I was just patient with him. And yeah, no, it turned out pretty well.
1: And he was trying uh, when you, when you sort of got the takedown, you kind of half in his guard, but he was trying that butterfly sweep and you just, you just maintained he- heavy hips, good on top. I um, man, you, 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 your job well done. Good night at the office for you then. You're pretty pleased I take it, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah like uh, I could just, uh, as soon as I got the takedown, I heard Tom King in my corner and just saying, it's all about control here. It's uh-huh. all about control. And, that's kind of the switch between like do I strike now do I just control do I try and pass and I really went into the jiu-jitsu my, mindset that this guy is really strong he's really explosive I need to pin him down mm. I need to wear him out even if it takes a round of wearing him out and standing back I'll put him in the second round I'm gonna do that so yeah no it really paid off it did
1: happy days man and so clue up from Michael How, how'd you rate the boy you know, if you've had a chance to check him out would you what skills or threats you think he might possess me
0: Yeah, so I've I've done as much uh, looking at him as I can. There isn't much out there on him, but from what I see, he has a good boxing background. He likes to stand. Um, He has a low guard, so that's interesting. He's in and out quick. He has a good jab. Um, I haven't seen much uh, of him on the ground, so I I definitely won't um, neglect that in thinking that he he doesn't have a good ground game. I just haven't really seen him much. But uh, I think this is going to be similar to my last fight. It's going to be a striker versus crap grappler matchup I don't think he's going to want to be on the ground with me and I probably won't um, probably won't be uh, standing with him for too long
1: Fair play man What about making the jump to pro? Have you had any thoughts about that down the line? or?
0: So yeah, I kind of um, two years ago I had my debut and kind of at that time, I think I was 25 and I always said that I'd see how the amateur career goes and um, so I'm 27 now. I have my kind of professional IT career now, so I'm kind of leaning towards more being happy at the amateur. Um, I, I've, yeah, I've, I've kind of mixed feelings. I haven't called it a day on the pro yet, I'm just I'm really enjoying my time at the, uh, at the amateur level at the moment. And, you know, uh, my professional IT career is going good as well. So um, I guess at the moment, I'm just going to see how it goes.
1: Fair play, man. Good for you. Carol, it's a pleasure to have you on master first chat, my friend, and I'm looking forward to this crap for sure. But before I let you go, um, I was just want to offer you the floor here. If you want to shout out any associates, sponsors, family, friends, anyone you like, mate, it's, it's all yours
0: yeah thanks yeah so yeah definitely to all the guys at team kf and uh, chris and tom for always uh, always the support all the training you give and uh, all the friends and families that always come and support me in my fights thanks very much
1: Cal gallica once again massive thank you for coming on the show and, and best of luck at Clan walls my friend
0: Cheers, Sean. Thanks
1: for having me on. Hi, how you doing? My
5: name's Chris Allen, and this is Martial Arts Chat Podcast. Today, I have a great up-and-coming fighter from Northern Ireland, a man called Sean Devine, who will be next fighting at Clan Wars 35. Sean, how you doing, my friend?
2: Chris, nice to meet you, man. How's it going?
5: Yeah, great, great. I really appreciate you getting up on an early morning on this bank holiday weekend, especially just before you're going to go for a grueling four-hour session. Is that right?
2: know. Uh, no worries, man. that's uh, listen, I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to to chat to me.
5: No, and, you, and now I know you've got training in literally an hour's time, haven't you?
2: Uh, I'm training eleven, man. i strength and conditioning at eleven.
5: Nice. So, what are you training today? What's What's on the agenda today at training camp?
2: So we start at eleven o'clock at the gym. Um, it's It's mainly just to see the guys that's fighting in MMA in, in June. It's we come on as a team and then we do a growing session before. BJJ, so it's you no know, strength conditioning and, and and circuits and stuff, um, and then we do BJJ from twelve to one, sort of open mat, maybe some technique in there, and then but it's mostly open mat, and then the guys then who's fighting, we spar from from one end day, when the when the time's up, you know, when we just call it a day, sort of.
5: Yeah, yeah, just a bit of warming down, bit a bit of light sparring to warm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I was reading up a bit about yourself and you're part of a uh, a jiu-jitsu gym is that is it combat jiu-jitsu is that right Yeah yeah yes. combat
2: jiu-jitsu man
5: So let's let's like rewind it a bit now um Sean obviously I've read up a lot about you I've read a lot of your um, read, uh, read a lot of your biographies that are online seen a lot of your fights yeah. but for people who may never have heard of you before or Clan Wars as well let us know where it all began so how did it all begin for you Sean what actually made you want to get into contact sports originally
2: Well well I was about um when I actually did started, I was I was sixteen, but what sort of forced me to it, I was always um always really small, um was was never really heavily built up, you know. Coming coming through school and that, um, I think I would have would have took a bit of stick, you know, growing up as well, um, and then I sort of I lost my cousin in two thousand and eleven, which yeah. was a, a he was a big part of my life, you know. Oh,
5: I'm sorry, but that's he, awful.
2: Aye, but he, he always had this. No, he was never scared of anybody and you know never he would have just met everything head on and and then when he sort of passed away I sort of I sort of took I sort of was like that myself you know but then I, my whole personality changed then as in I always carried a fire under my belly you know what I mean always angry but was always still scared of con- you no know, any, any confrontation and um but then my my father used to talk about oh there's just this guy in the uh, who was Kieran McFadden at the time? You no, know, we worked in the Mandarin Palace, a Chinese restaurant in Derry. Yeah. And my father was doing uh, a bit of designing work for for that um, for the Mandarin Palace, and he, he kept telling me, "Oh, there's this MMA champion who trains out there, and oh, the, you know, this man brought his belt on the night, and I thought this was great. I thought, see, because I w- I would love to be a champion someday. You know, that sounds amazing. Like, and <clears throat> so fast forward a couple of months from that." Uh, I was actually out for my granny's birthday at an art restaurant eating eating food yeah. and my father said, Sean, you mind the, the MMA champion I was telling you about that, so I'm sitting over there and I was chatting to him, one over to under you. So um I went over to, uh, and I got introduced to Kieran and I'll know and I'll never forget speaking to him and telling him, Listen, I, I know what I really want to do this like and I'm sure he's had a, a, a pile of young boys at the time saying, Oh they're gonna do it and then they fall away from it. But um and I said and he, Kieran's gym was relatively small at this stage, not small but you know he was sort of it. He didn't he didn't have his own gym at this stage. He was uh training out, out of a fitness center, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was just sort of mats at the time. And so then I met Kieran. I said, listen, I so then I got on to him at Facebook. I said, man, listen, I really, really want to come up. I'm eager to learn this. I want to learn to fight like. And then the rest is just, I started with Kieran then and, and nobody believes me this because even the young boys in the gym now, the boys who are 16 now, even ask me, they say, oh, where did you learn to fight or, no? where did it all start or whatever? And I say, listen, see, when I came up to this gym back in, the fitness centre was called Blast at the time. I said, oh, back in ba- the Blast days, as we say, um, I couldn't throw one punch or my wrestling was, you re- no I just couldn't pick it up that stage as fast. But I seemed to pick up the striking a lot quicker than than the wrestling and jiu jitsu. But then over a period, a couple of months in, I really started to pick pick it up. And just Kieran took me under his wing and I just kept learning off him. And then the gym started to grow all of a sudden. And then after a year, man, then we took her. I was the Kieran's first student. They take a cage fight then.
5: Yeah. So I'll tell you what, you're, um, what you're describing to me is a prime example of the new breed of fighters that are coming through. So you've actually come straight into this learning MMA as a whole. Yes, 100%. As opposed to, I've, I was a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you know, did that for five years, then I did Muay Thai yes, for a few years.
2: Exactly. exactly. So, I came from football, and everybody used to laugh. they say, oh, where did you do you, Taekwondo? Um, I, I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. See, after my first fight in uh, the foil arena,
5: is that the one? Um, was that the one for Real Fighting Championship
2: um, against David Holland. Uh, it was yeah. a, a mad old scrap. I was. It's a great fight. Um, it was a
5: great, very, very <laughs> close back and forth. It was no, sorry, carry on. But yeah, great fight. I watched it.
2: <laughs> and uh, Keen Coyley, you no, know, Keen Coyley from from uh, Dublin as well. He was refing a, a fight at the time, but he had come onto the back, and, and I, I just straight after my fight, he says, "Gee, was man, no great fight." He says, uh, "Where'd you come from?" I, you know, with Taekwondo background. I said. No, said no, as I was playing football about eleven, twelve months ago, and I started laughing, you know, and, and that's people always used to think I came from boxing or I came from kickboxing or I came from. I couldn't literally throw a punch. I all I could do is just kick a ball with my left foot, and that was that. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, but I'd say, with, i well, I, fight, I, I wasn't
2: really good at football either. I was just, I just found a spot. I was always fast because I was small, but I was never really a proper footballer. I was always nearly getting under trouble on the pitch and. Trying to get a good tackle on or starting fights or you know
5: what I mean. We <laughs> didn't think about joining the rugby pitch instead then, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no but <laughs> as you say, doing football—that's still good background. You need to be fit and healthy to run around for ninety minutes. Have good, have good athleticism. Oh, um, that's like, true. Yeah, hundred percent. Look at um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like yeah. a six damn black belt in Taekwondo, whatever it is. Yeah, and that guy—that right, that that. guy does like spinning kicks and hits the ball in the goal. You know, so <laughs> it looks like you can trans- transition from one to the other and take your skills with you, which is oh, fantastic. Aye. So, um, what? So, when you, um, so when you went into this gym, how many people were sort of trained there at the time? Was it quite a new gym?
2: Um, well, it done training in a shed before my, before my time. No, before I was there. But when I actually went there, I think maybe the maximum time. The, sorry, the maximum people you were sort of having the gym, and this was on like a once in a blue moon. Yeah. It might even even have been. 15 maybe and that was like the, that was like a good no a good class when all sort of age ranges been,
5: were you the youngest oldest or sort of the middle? i was
2: always the youngest okay. i was i was the youngest and then as a you know you know yourself as it sort of progresses then the younger the younger breed started to come on then i was also then i wasn't the youngest anymore and but i i, I seemed to be the i seemed to be the youngest i think was and then again i was just 16 so
5: that's no, good No, it's really well the thing is I, I'm actually a bit jealous of people like yourselves because um, I'm 32 years old now and I wish when I was 16 I started doing martial arts but as I said it wasn't around for us back then we didn't have MMA I did a bit of judo but I've been interviewing another guy recently called Harry Hobbs he's only 16 he's turning pro he's just turned pro himself um, brilliantly eh? see so these are the new you you guys are definitely the new breed of fighters coming through and you, 100% man and, and, 100%. You can, and you can see it coming through even in even in the ufc as well these guys are like yeah. 21 and just destroying all the veterans it's just
2: uh, it's crazy it's just old, it, it's a new it, breed man it's, there's a new new sort of wave of martial arts you have to be skilled in all departments of martial arts nowadays. they people they make it you know you can't or you know sometimes you would have had a really 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 good grapple would have bit, would have beat everybody or a really strong wrestler but nowadays you have to i feel that you have to be really strong everywhere to go go away you know what i mean
5: yeah exactly like from the the cup i know you've had three fights so i can only find two of them to watch but just from watching them it's actually quite two different fights so when you had your fight with um what's his name david howlin um, yeah that's right obviously I, I i appreciate it was your debut amateur fight and i i've seen, i know you didn't you just slightly lost a unanimous decision which yeah i, I watched that again yeah, you know, it's a bit. It was. It was close. I don't know. I'm close. You I, might. You I might have just close. scraped it because you were the more aggressive fighter. Um, uh, so when you said to me you hadn't done any background in taekwondo or anything like that, I'm thinking you're throwing head kicks quite comfortably in those fights. <laughs> you know, like to the head, yeah. and to the body, like quite. You, you know, you throw that left high kick quick. Uh, head, uh, left high kick quite a lot, which yeah. um, which just shows that you've got athleticism. And I had to quickly double check with my colleague. Say, Are you sure this guy's amateur? Are they sure they haven't like misprinted this? You know, <laughs> the, because I don't want to get an interview with him and offend the guy saying he's an amateur when he's fighting like that. You know, no,
2: I appreciate that, man. No, I swear that was me only training about 14 months, man, Honestly, God, because I had uh, competed in the... i just turned 18 as well, because on the, May bef- in the month of May before that, I was the under 18, you know, the Irish champion in jiu-jitsu, and then i turned 18, and then I just took... I remember saying to my coach, I said, like, hey, it's time to go at the MMA now, you know, I... Cause I, I always, I love MMA, I love jiu-jitsu as well, but I, I just always want that again. The cage, you know what I mean? It's more pure in my eyes, you know what I mean. But I, I love, I love. I'm not saying I made that sound Like I don't love jiu-jitsu, but I do love jiu-jitsu. But I just, I remember stepping off the mats, going right. I've got this feeling of competing. I love it. I want to fight in the cage. And my coach is like, right, let's get the, let's get the match up. Let's let's see when the right time's they they go on.
5: No, and um, I can see in your first fight you went in there full of confidence and I have checked that out the guy's record. He, he hasn't lost really lost a fight since your fight. No, either. David
2: Holland's I can't fight David now. he's pro. Yeah, David, I saw that. Yeah. How, how that fight came about, um I was a Mete fight another guy at the time. Yeah. And he was he was zero and four. So he had lost four fights.
3: Oh,
2: so um and I had obviously none at the time, just turned eighteen and this was an older fella again and then I got a word that he pulled out, and I, I, like, I wasn't used to all this. Like I wasn't used to. It was my first time ever taking a fight. That is my sort of first fight. If you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Um. Um. I remember my coach me saying, "Oh, like this this boy's pulled out, and it's two weeks to fight. What are we going to do?" I said, "Listen, just doesn't matter now. Like, you know, cause the tickets are sold and all too, and I, I would hate to let people down, and I'm ready to fight. So just doesn't matter now who, who it is. And I've always just seemed to carry that attitude now the whole way. You know what I mean?" And uh then again hour boy stepped in that was grand, matched up, ready to go, then he broke his toe or something. So and this was only a week out and I was thinking, I'm not gonna get a fight in this card and there, at the time the the likes of Kieran and uh, Steve Owens who run the show, yeah. Uh, they were really promoting the show so everybody was talking about it like you no know, and, and the likes of Paddy Holohan, you no, know, they were saying all oh, the like the, the the guest is Paddy Holohan. he's coming to watch all these fights and the whole day I was buzzing about it, there were signs all over the town about it and So I was like, I don't want him at this opportunity. This is great for me. It's great for me. And Steve was like, oh, we might have to pull your fight, Sean. I said, Steve, you're not pulling my fight. I said, you better get me a fight. So what happened was, the person David Howland was meant to fight, he had, uh, I think he had like, um, so many kickboxing fights as well on his belt. And David Hoyland had uh, multiple kickboxing fights as well. So he was experienced in the game and obviously coming from a a big uh, Gemma's SBG, you know what I mean? Um, And then, as Steve said, Oh, this listen, this guy is really, really good. He trains with our SPG he, he trains with me and the pro team. He says, David Howland, um, listen, his opponent's pulled out. You don't have an opponent, what do you think? I says, I just let's get it going. Look, and it ended up being the fight of the night. Me and David's we left it all on there, you know what I mean? And he was at, at that state at that stage, I, and my first night in the cage was when I stepped under the cage. I've never been in a cage before and that man's training in a cage a week, week out in the biggest gym in Europe maybe you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and I just sort of stepped in and was on the deep end straight away and if you watch that fight when I I mean, they knocked him out by the right hand in the first round really uh-huh. rocked really rocked him and then when I hit the cage I just I <laughs> don't know what to do because we didn't have a cage in the gym at the time and I just froze. I, my, my coach was shouting "ankle pack, ankle pack." I was like, "What even has an ankle pack?" I don't know what you're talking about, you yeah. know. So, and I would say, if that fight was run back now, I think it would be a completely different story, mate.
5: Well, I could definitely tell um, the difference from your first fight. Your first fight, so with Dave, your David was very much stand-up. Then when That's I right. then I didn't obviously get to see your next fight, but your most recent fight, you can see how you really dominated on the ground. Um, yeah, that guy was kicking around like a fish out of water underneath you. Like he just could have He couldn't. It looked at one point I thought this was going in fast forward when I was watching it. Yeah. Um. But no. But, so you you showed obviously your ground game where you've learned a lot of that because you managed to stay on top of him. You managed to stay in the full mount the whole time. Basically rode him the whole way. So that yeah. was, that was sort of the next question I was going to ask you. Um. So your first fight, very close decision. It was your first yeah. first fight ever in a cage against a guy who's competed a lot. So, you know, you can yeah. almost take that as a win, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. So what, what changes did you make then after that fight? You went out of the cage and thought, right, this is what I need to do going forward. What did you do to get yeah. your next two wins? Because you're on a two-win streak now. What, how did you get to there?
2: Yeah, well, when I came back, um, this was, see, my perspective from it. I came out of that there and I was like, right, I, I was sort of the only MMA fighter in a gym at the time. It was sort of competing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to take a wee bit of time off because it sort of it did rock my confidence a wee bit. So I was only eighteen at the time, it was just a new bike thing, you know. Yeah. And as I say, I'm a completely, I'm a completely different person as a personality and and actual in terms of how I fight, how I approach a fight, my met, my mentality towards a fight, and I understand. I think it all comes from I've just got more understanding of the fight than the likes like we have a the likes of a cage now. They work from so. It's, uh, the way I see it, it's nothing, it's nothing we've never seen before now, so you know, and the what I always say when I'm accepting a fight is, listen, I've had my hardest fight, my first one, my debut fight is going to be my hardest fight, and I know that for a fact, because that man he was a highly ranked blue belt at the time, And you've never I was been just the case. new to the game, <laughs> I, I was, to tell you what, if, if he even took me down at that stage, I'm sure he, he probably could have finished the fight, because I knew a lot, but I was just sort of running an adrenaline at the time, and and um, you know it was just all new to me, and I didn't really know much about it. Where as that's what I mean, as of have now, it would be a completely different story. Because and I'm not just saying this; I am all round, very, very, very strong. And I'm I mean, terms of wrestling, jiu jitsu, and striking. And the people just haven't got to see me. Re- well, I, I tell you what, see my my second fight, uh, the one that you haven't seen. Yeah. And in the, the first round, I came out, and uh, I, I just again started with kickboxing and started to score some big shots I scored some big heavy head kicks as well and and then I was granted the the round had ended I won the first round hands down like it was uh, easy like and then when I came out then from the the second round my coach said right come on mix it up a bit no no this is not we, we we're not just kickboxing here and I said right fair enough so we come out and this man was expecting me to stand again obviously he's watched the previous fight and then I mixed it up with nice H. D. stepped in, and then scored a double leg. Yeah, and he was—I just knew talking by surprise. He thought this man's one to the be best striker here. And then, again, I was grand seeing the, the second round out. And my coach knew, and I was just playing sort of. You no, know, I, I wasn't. I was just I'm there. I wanted to build up a time, and then my coach is like, "He keeps loading up on that right hand. Stop, stop messing about her up and get get the job, finished. So I said, "Right, no problem." Touch gloves. Came out the second round. He throws a big right hand. I slapped. and went over my shoulder. I got the double unders. Rushed him to the cage as soon as his back had the cage. I uh, put my chin underneath, or put my head underneath his chin. Put him back and then uh, dropped him on the ground. And then again took full mountain. and then finished it with ground and pound. You know what I mean? But the the changes then. I took a wee. But as you're saying, took, sorry, I took a wee bit of the time out then. And then more people started to come to the gym and it sort of knocked my confidence a wee bit I was like right I get back on I always knew I was going to get back on but I was like right I just I want to make sure I go out next time I'm going to fuck, I'm going to fucking won this fight and I'm going to won it hands down you know what I mean and then I made adjustments and that, And then we got a new, new gym we had a cage we had <laughs> fighters there then <laughs> the so it was all right. there for me you know so I was ready going on that next one believe you me
5: no, so, and um, the, so the other fight, I like your most recent fight against, is it Kieran Mahon hope. Yeah, uh, Kieran Mahon that's right. Uh, um, yeah. So what? What I loved about that was um, when that, when that, when the bell rang i was like here we go and you just run you just won straight at, straight at him i don't think he actually man, the started to be honest with you. <laughs> i think it was like we started Are we not i was like yeah he's in your face you best put your hands up i was thinking yeah
2: exactly um, and i said that i said as soon as that bell rings i remember writing my post on facebook about my uh when i had made weight and <laughs> let me just say i don't have to make 61 or i don't have to make that championship weight i personally cut the weight just to show that I see a lot of people uh, collapsing on the scales and boys pulling out because they can't make weight. And the way I say that, if, if you sign the fight, you show up and you make sure you're on weight. Just even if you're amateur, just carry a professional mindset. And and it's and not even that, it's just respect to the other side. You know what I mean? Make sure you're on weight. Make sure you're you're ready to go and and have a good fight. You know what I mean? And I said, I said. I'm, as soon as that bell rings, I'm going to come out the gate at a hundred miles an hour, and I'll be on his face by the time he even leaves his corner. And I was.
5: Yeah, you landed a heavy head kick as well, which dropped him, which was fantastic. It dropped him like shoot, anything. and, and I, then you just jumped straight on top of it. But just, I'm surprised the ref didn't stop it sooner. The guy was trying to get out, but he wasn't defending that much.
2: I know. I sort of. You t- know what? I'm not even happy with that fight, you know, man. All right, the head kick was probably a good thing. I remember the, the, the control and the distance. I knew he was going to shoot, so, but. Um, again the finish in that fight I wasn't happy my arm sort of got fatigued then and it was looked like a slappy grounding point but like we fixed that even at the gym now even last Saturday we, we do drills now for the grounding point and stuff and uh, no on the bags as one of the circuits
5: Yeah,
2: and it's just different but listen I'm, I don't even care about that last one but uh, <laughs> I just thought it was a sla- a slappy finish but it's easily corrected Was we'll, it'll not be slappy on 8th of June anyway, I'll tell you that one for sure
5: yeah, I know, and, um, don't take it the wrong way, I couldn't do what you do, so I'm not trying to give you advice or tips or anything like that, but there was, because you come from quite a, a bit of a BJJ background, let's say, you know, you've done a bit of that with your gym at Combat Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah. He put his. Did you not? Did you not think about maybe jumping on an arm or, a jump, jump on, or... jumping on the arm bar, yeah.
2: yeah, I did, but I just wanted to TKO. Funny oh, fair song. enough. Then <laughs> uh, I, just, I just wanted. I did see it, and I was going to take it because then I did have his arm trapped. You heard uh, Noel Kiefer, commentator, saying, "Sean's isolated an arm here," and I was, I was going to like, just jump on the arm here. His arm sitting there, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, this man's going out because because then he, he put he put his. He brought his legs back and put his uh, right foot, I think it was, over my shoulder, so I couldn't, I couldn't come, uh, come down on top of him. No. And I remember saying in my head, if I get, if once I get this foot off, if I get it off, I'm going to finish this fight, and I'm not letting him, no, I'm not letting him score him anymore. And then I, I managed to get the, the the foot off my shoulder, and then I just thought, right, I'm emptying the gas tank here. This is nearly over. I'm, I'm just giving it all I have here, and then luckily it paid off, but. And that be, I'd, then again, it could, it could go one way. And I remember saying to myself, right, like, don't gas yourself here either too. But I wasn't gasped. But my arms did come about take then because, but it is, as I got the job done, you know what I mean, on the next to go.
5: Nah, so mate, so that's that two first round TKOs then. So both your wins are first round TKOs, yeah? So. Uh, well, the third third round TKO,
2: the last one, and this one was the first two back-to-back TKOs I'm coming off. now yeah.
5: Oh, perfect. Yeah, so. So you good good experience from your first fight. You learned a lot. Um am a very experienced yeah. person. It just shows that you've learned a lot from that, and you definitely have what it takes. Again, it's inc- it's exciting talking to you guys and watching you guys as the new breed. I, I know I keep repeating that coming through, but yeah. it's just really interesting to watch. It's like, oh, my God, these elderly these kids are coming through. Don't mind me calling you kids, sorry. Young no, adults. Don't worry, no, don't, yeah, don't they're, worry. They're all, they're all coming through, and they're they're making all the adults look basically... Inac- in- in- inadequate <laughs> so yeah look exactly at, look at this new guy you know we've got in here um, Adesanya in the UFC he's that's just, right he's, he's just, brilliant exactly you know, and this, this is the new breed of people they're all learning MMA as a whole from the beginning so yeah. that's fantastic so what so your opponent your next opponent coming up um, please I'm really sorry if he's listening if I say his name wrong is it Rory is it just pronounced Rory Lavery yeah Rory Lavery Rory Lavery yeah so what do you know about this guy because I've watched a few of his fights as well and um, quite a similar style to you I'd say
2: yeah um, I, listen at the time this one was coming about then my name was I came off this cl- the last Clan Wars card and it was like right I uh, no my coach I said Cairn get my name on there I want to fight straight away I said I don't want somebody who's highly ranked So it was grand and then they uh, they had sent me through a couple of names they said right this guy's fighting now on a, it was a, a Kuma event there um, not, they weren't on about Roy they are on about a different guy I was like yep yeah, no problem I'll fight him, no problem, Except accept it from my side, so um, then he fought, and then that was grand I said, "Kieran, so what's happening, no, I, I'm, is this fight on or what, am, am I getting a contract sent through here, and he said, oh no, they've got back now to say, uh, they've got back now They said this, this guy doesn't want it no more, Like he doesn't want to take a fight, or <laughs> he had something coming up, or I was like, right. He well, saw whatever, one of your
5: videos on YouTube. That's why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe I don't know, but I said right here, who, who's next then? Who who are we going for next then? He says right. Let me see. Let me see. And he says, uh, oh, we have they have a guy rolling over here. And I said, right, whatever, that's okay. Let's go. And I said, right, bantam with them. And they were like, no, they're asking will you come up. And I was like, what do you mean come up? And I said I fight a bantam with. Oh will no, will he not come up and wait? Will he not come up and wait? And I says right. I says, I tell you, and then it was going to come to stage where I done how I wasn't going to have a fight, and all my teammates were mad, and I was starting to freak out about. It. I thought my whole team's on a, on an event, and I'm not I'm not going to be on it either. I thought this hasn't happening, so I said, right, I will tell you what, I'll come up with, I'll come up with. I says whatever he's wanting, and then they were like, oh, super bantam, we'll fight at 6.3. I says, right, fair enough, I'll come up in, no problem, and it's not a problem to me. I just wanted on on know my, on my team, so it's all it's all on Rory's terms here at the moment, but. Listen, I don't really care. It's only two kilos heavier, but I just wanted it to be a it because I didn't think they were going to. My problem was I wanted to uh, fight one streak here now and, and I want more, and you're in good line for a title. You know what I mean? Especially it depends who you bit. Yeah. And and normally that's the, the 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 rules. You, you know, you want three, sort of name and for a title shot or whatever. And then uh, I just said, I let's go. Fair enough. We're ready, to rock and and that was it. That was actually At Royce fight. On so, uh, the Sunday past, like the, two Sundays ago, so I had the F C Championships.
3: Yeah,
2: and um,
5: how, did he, how did, know, did he get on there, by the way? Because I don't. Know if he, he's was
2: beat, he was beat. He was. beat by Darren Toman Is that because
5: he, he's on a two-fight losing streak now, Laver? Isn't he? He started off at four yeah. and zero, then he's lost his last two. Is that correct? He's uh,
2: he's lost the yeah. last two. Um, so he's going to be looking. Lost so
5: he's because I'm watching his original fights, very similar to you. <laughs> Very hungry, yeah. very aggressive, forward pushing bloke, you know, like, likes a counter punch a like lot, it looks like as well.
2: Ah, uh, yes, yeah, right. And, that's
5: right yeah, like, yeah, you can tell that and he catches quite a few people and he's got some ground like, off his back as well, he's got some submissions as well. So this this is actually yeah. actually a very good matchup for you. In, um, oh, as, as as in as in not as in oh, it's gonna be it's easy. It's no way an easy fight for you at all, I'll be completely honest with you. Um yeah. but He's coming off a two fight losing streak. He's, he's going to be desperate to get back on the winning oh, streak. He, in. And it's surprising. He's, he's going to be hungry. And watching him as well, just like you, it's surprising to see you're both amateurs. It really is. Like yeah. seeing the way you uh, both throw kicks. Like I've seen amateurs fight and when they throw kicks, punches, you can tell it's not quite, not quite there yet. But watching yeah. you two, um, you can definitely see it. So there's def, this has got fight of the night written all over it. It's going to be fireworks 100%. in this one. So. 100%. Without giving up too much,
2: obviously, um, what sort of game plan are you taking into this one? My game plan's not, I think at this stage, my game plan's not a secret, man. I'm going to, as game, as soon as the bell goes, I'm going to run at him. And then I, I'm just going to start, and we're just going to start aiming for his chin. Yeah. But I'm going to be clinical because I know he's a kickboxer. Yeah. You know, I, I know, and but listen, that doesn't faze me at all. I'm not going to show him any respect at all on there. I'm going to walk forward. It's going to be me controlling the cage. I I guarantee that now I'm going to be standing on his face, He's going to be flinching when he's back against the cage. He's he And if he steps forward, he's going to, he's going to need a right hand. He can try and use his height and reach over me all he wants and load up on that right hand. But listen, I have boys in the gym. They they implement him. You know, they, they just be Rory. And I've I've, a, I've watched his fights. before he comes off his back, the way he throws up M triangles, and the way he throws up M armbars. I have a, the exact same a, a guy in the gym. It's actually one of my close mates. He's a very highly ranked blue belt. Yeah, and he's just I, I see as, soon as I watched the fight. I thought that man's Tom Elliott there. Like, that's that's my teammate. I said that's that's exactly him there. You know what I mean? I said I, I said I, I remember tapping him. I said you watch that man's fight. That is you here, and the sword like off your back gets you because that's all he does in training. He throws up these high triangles and throws up arm bars. And so I have the people there they work for work with, and I'll be I'll be ready to fight Rory 110 percent on the for of June. I'll be ready to go.
5: No, and no, I'm really looking forward to watching that one myself. Um, shame, shame, I'm, shame! I'm not, I'm not living exactly where you are, but there's uh, still a couple of months away. I'll see if we can get flights over because that would be definitely. That's one. Are you going? Are you main eventing that? Well, not main event. You won <laughs> the on the top card at all for that fight.
2: I years. would. Uh, well, I would like to uh, have maybe. I would say so. I would say we're up around the top anyway. You know, you you might have your title fights if there are ones there, and then obviously the yeah. the the the, um, the other fights underneath that. But I would say we'll be we'll help a QR, because they know. You know, they even text me saying, when we got this fight sent through, us boys were smiling like, so, but that's what I wanted. I wanted the boys to say, oh, this boy's amazing. And then when I go out and beat him, then it makes me look even better, so.
5: Now and you can see from the fights you've um, been arranged as well, you can see you're not dodging, you're not just taking on easy fights, you're taking on experienced fighters each time.
2: No, nope. um, and you see when I get a couple of names through, see for that chaos one, yeah. I get a couple of names through. And I looked at all the records and I chose Adrian because Adrian was he was two and one maybe. Yeah. Or he was he was on his record was better anyway than, than the other ones, you know, and the other ones were sort of they've lost they are on like a losing streak. So the way I look at it, if you're doing that then it's all right it's gonna be good anyway, one's a one, but you know, if you beat somebody up there or beat somebody who's all this by next kickboxer, you no know, he's all this boy's gonna be a champion one day, I'd be like in my head I'd be going, I want him because when I beat him what, where does that put me in? You exactly. Know what
5: I mean? Exactly. So, let's so, say so you move to higher competition. Say you're better tours of the world. Yeah, because that's probably your next step. Better tour cage warriors sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're just
5: going to get your ass handed to you because um, oh, well, exactly. Because if, if you're just taking on guys with like one win and twelve losses and two wins and six losses, you know it's just. When you get to Bellator and these different levels, it, um, it's a different story then. you know. And the good thing yeah. is that you're preparing yourself already for that sort of thing. You're taking yeah. on guys like that. But after watching that um, Howling guy, and especially watching um, your opponent, Lavery, as well, yeah. it, and yourself, you could easily be fighting on some of these cards on Bellator and Cage Warriors. Yep, 100%. No disrespect to the fighters they got over there, but I'm looking at some fighters over there with, you know, they've got more losses than wins on some Bellator fighting cards, like the one coming up in yeah. Birmingham in June. There's one guy with like one win and three losses or something on the card, I'm thinking. Uh,
2: That's that's crazy. It baffles me.
5: And I talk to people like yourselves. I've got another friend of mine called Tom the Canine Green. He's a Bellator fighter as well. And it just, it it literally baffles me um, how these people get on the card with like a negative record, you know? I know. It's crazy, man. So for you then, so when is, um, do you want me asking how old you are?
2: I'm 20 years of age, man.
5: 20 years, yeah. So, what's the plan going forward? Like, say the next few years, are you looking to be turning pro by the end of the year? Or...
2: Oh, I always say I want to be turned pro by by 22. Okay, I yeah. want to be turning. Even before that now, like just keep racking up, just keep racking up. We're going for the next, just the next shows possible, the next fight, and we'll we'll just keep going at it. And then I want to get, I want to get a belt. I know I'm going to get a belt for sure. And then. Well see how you know, no and then again as you say it has to you know, if you fight boys it's nearly turning pro, I know there's a couple of boys out there now who are on the age of turning pro a couple of champions. Um, you know, if you go out and smash a boy like that or you go out and beat at my really highly ranked in amateurs, really that like this you know, that's what I aim for and then you're like, right you no know, you're it could it could come before that, you know, you don't you just don't know, but hundred percent i I'll be turning pro. That's not well, no 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 doubt like.
5: No, so this is your, so you've decided this is going to be your career going forward now. You're going to fully focus on becoming a MMA fighter as a long, long lasting career now. Is that the plan? Oh,
2: 100% man, 100%. Oh, I'm
5: so jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was doing judo when I was like four years old. All we had was like judo, you know, stuff like that. So I was doing judo for 10 years and I played rugby. Then I found women and alcohol. So here we are. <laughs> so that good for you because most, most um, kids or young adults your age now are sitting at home. Drinking, smoking, playing Fortnite—you know stuff like. Hey, you might still yeah. do that.
2: Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. You no, know, don't get me wrong. I no, have a drink and you know, all with my mates. Like, but when it's yeah. time to, it's time to get the head down and graphic. Like, when I like, I'm the type of person where you no, know, I'll do my fight. I'll hundred percent and I put every, I put my heart and soul on the training camp. Because bear in mind, I cut bad weight as well. Um, and I literally put my heart and soul. I'd be, I'd be ready to fight. Like that's one thing for sure. I can say hundred percent about myself at the end of a training camp. I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm ready to. I am ready to rock. I seriously don't believe there's anybody going to going to beat me. Like I mean that. See when I'm standing on skills I'm like, this is something I've made weight. I put on the work, mm-hmm. you know. I haven't turned any any stones, or or I haven't unturned any stones, you know. And even this time, there's seven. Of, like there's s- seven of us boys, including myself. And it's you no, know, there's no. We were just saying last night there when we were sparring, or sorry, the, the Wednesday night. There's no easy spars in this gym anymore. No, there's times you were coming on, and there's times you were coming on, and it was you were getting sort of all the oh, way. This'll be a wee braver. These boys, everybody's in the one boat now, and they're like, we're fighting as well. No, everybody's coming for each other's heads. Like, and obviously not injuring each other. Obviously, smart sparring, but yeah. you know, it's just high, high piss all the time, and we're you're, you're going with different heights, different widths, different. You know, we've a light heavyweight up 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 in the in the gym now. He's fighting as well, and you know, it's mental, like, it's, no, it's 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 an absolute pleasure, like, and I do want to give a shout-out to my team, definitely, like, you know, it's a great group of, I just think we're different to everybody else, because we have such a, and it might sound cheesy or corny, but I'm, I'm serious, like, we have such a tight group in that gym, there's no clicks, there's no one group here, one group there, no, there's, we're all a huge team, like, and we, from the, from the boys who are 16 at the bottom, now coming through, and, from the you no, know, from the, the likes of the veterans etc, as I say at the start, the likes of you know, a fella called Kieran Dono, who's a man who was smoking all the time and drinking all the time, and uh, I can't, I know, I'm not going to put a number there. I think I made about forty cigarettes or something he was smoking or whatever. But this man's a his man's a purple belt now under Kieran, and you know we're all a, a tight group. And then we'll, like see after today. Once we get the sparring all wrapped up and whoop each other's asses, we all go in for we all go for food then as a team and sit down over you know, over the table and get a good laugh and the you know the, as we say in Ireland the crack is good you know what I mean, yeah. and it's just a such a tight group and like the likes of Kieran invites us out to his house you know and, and we have UFC nights and Kieran's you know the whole team and you know it's such a well honestly it's such a great group of fellows up there like, and, and, and Gears as well you know what I mean and well, it's we're important. such a tight group man which goes, uh, goes such a long way like you know what I
5: mean Well, when you're, when, you're, when you're practicing a full contact sport the last thing you need is an idiot up there who thinks he's the biggest hard man ever going you know exactly so that's why it's nice to have your family around you it is, it is like your second family as you say which, man it is which, a which you hopper, do find,
2: just a band of brothers,
5: like and you do find that with a lot of um, MMA gyms it's very yeah. like, no disrespect to other gyms like boxing gyms and whatever but I'm yeah. generally found with MMA gyms everyone just gets on you don't have that one person really? Do you? And if you do, they don't last no. very long. They then they get no, outlasted. You know they don't last long. People don't want all that in there. Um, no, and it does reflect your training. You're saying you pushed really hard. It does reflect when I watched your fight against Howlin. Um, you obviously you were throwing a lot, a lot. You were yeah, quite aggressive. Okay, and um, I wasn't even
2: thinking. When I was throwing. I was just <laughs> <laughs>
5: reacting at the time. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking this guy's not even getting tired. Like the other guy, Howlin's like dripping. I'm sure you were, but the other guy was sweating like anything. And then it was uh, it wasn't until like middle of round three my um, uh, leg, leg was heavy we, damaged. Yeah, we, the, uh, yeah, that's one thing I was gonna mention. Those leg kicks, mate. Oh, I know. I f-
2: and I, see, then I did not even know. I don't even know what it checked. I did not even know what checking legs kicks well, were. You, check, you know what I mean? You checked a couple. You did lift. You, uh, did, you did check. I a remember I'm saying, but you know, see, where, then I was left my foot and turning out. We're now in training. I feel just keeping the ball of foot on the on the ground and just sort of turn the knee out quickly yeah. is more effective because you're actually putting the kneecap itself. Where I, I remember taking one of his kicks and lifting my, lifting my leg and I kicked my shin sort of in the side muscle with the, where the uh-huh. shin is and just sort of at the side of the calf. And I remember going, gee, I remember my head going, that was, Jesus, that was so sore. I was so, so sore, but oh, yeah, a lot now, of people you know, see all that's right now, you know, and I was obviously many moons ago. I would love to, you know what, I would love to meet David in the pro ranks because I think that's like a fight everybody would want to see now again.
5: But what I've seen is um, what I've read up on. He hasn't fought since 2017. From a no, sport. he
2: hasn't fought. that. He hasn't, he beat, uh, like, uh, that's what I mean. David Howland, um, uh, he was easily the best amateur in Ireland at the time because he beat, I think it was Glenn McVeigh. He's a champion. He beat Kieran Breslin. He's a title contender. I think he might have had a belt as well. Yeah. you know he was he beat, he beat everybody who's who who has no who has a belt in all Like so, uh, he was easily one one of the best. Like, but I love I think me and David are along back in the pro ranks. So I would love to see that happen.
5: Yeah, I'd love to see that happen again. And especially if that's you, who's never even even stepped in a cage before. That's the first time you've even stepped in a cage, and the first time of competition. With how, how many months in from joining the gym, you went in there again? I think
2: it might have been. Oh, I think it was just a year and a half, man. That's
5: crazy. That's coming from
2: football <laughs> yeah, fighting a
5: come- kickboxer that's it I'm surprised you didn't do a bicycle kick to knock him out or something you know? <laughs> <Get back laughs> <the football> <laughs> well I'll tell you what Sean really really good chatting to you mate. really appreciate you coming on it's really interesting to hear from you new guys coming through and especially after watching your fights and seeing your social networking it's nice to put a voice to the face you know so oh,
2: brilliant, man. thank you so much everyone. I really appreciate
5: it so what I'm going to do is just give you the opportunity now to give a shout out to your gym members and any sponsors and where they can follow you like on social networking your next fight Stuff like that. So now's your time, mate.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, obviously start from the top. I wanna to give a massive um a huge, huge shout out to my coach, Kieran McFadden. Um listen, like this this man works extremely hard and I just don't mean in the gym. Like this man runs his own company. He he's just brought a newbie baby into the world. Um you know, he's he's got this gym for us, which I'm sure wasn't not cheap either, you know. And, he, and then again he's still there and he he's just after a bike fight himself too. He's injured. Um his knees badly, I think he's tore his ACL, he's doing operations soon. But um you know, he he puts on he's, he's worked so, so hard man, like he he I said to him, like, You need to take a breath, man, the like gear. Like we were even off there the other day and he was he was he was pinting all but listen, get the point I want to give a big shout out to Kieran hundred percent because he's he's behind us boys every every step of the way. He pushes us, they get our goals, he, he doesn't like you know, he's always always there for us like and he works extremely hard. I wanna give a shout out to all my teammates, every single person that combat back to Juju man, everybody, from the bottom to the very, very top. Because everybody brings their own their own skill set, you know what I mean? All the boys fighting, big shout out to front James. Matthew, Jordan, Philip and Lawrence—all um, these boys are all a couple of debuts. And Matthew—they're all—all these boys are all fighting alongside the Caribbean. It's—it's absolutely great. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors: um, bespoke barbering and Derry, uh the Mandarin Palace, the, the the restaurant in Derry also, and um, Kelly Sandra. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Sean Devine, MMA S-E-A-N, not S H A N. So.
5: <laughs> He's yeah. I had to double check that myself, and I was searching me <laughs> for make sure. Aye, uh,
2: Sean Sean Divine MMA.
5: That perfect. And um, just let us know when your next fight, um, your next fight is the, the date of it, and where where they can view your fight.
2: Yeah, the next fight is on Clamores and Belfast in Northern Ireland, and it's on uh, on the eighth of June, and it'll be on FightStore Media straight after the big KO one. So keep keep a keep an eye out.
5: No, no, I'm, you know, I definitely be watching that one as well. Um, sure, I'll be watching your career closely as you go through. Um, I've say I've been, I've been following Clan Wars for a little while now. So, yes, yeah, it's just really, yeah. really good to see how you progress. And, hey, hopefully David Howland's listening to this. He might want to pro fight with you one day. Hey. Ah, I
2: hope so. Hey, hope so. <laughs> yeah, perfect.
5: So, once again, Sean, thanks very much for coming on and, um, really look forward to seeing your next fight good luck out there I'm sure you'll yeah. smash it I'm sure you'll absolutely smash it looking at your last fight Chris fights. listen man I,
2: I appreciate it so much I really appreciate you taking the time to come and um, speak, to, speak to me you know, it's, it's great for young up and coming fighters like myself to get this sort of exposure and you know you even taking the time they, they, um, they, they come and talk to you so listen man it means an absolute it uh, means an absolute lot so thank you very much hey. anytime man anytime